All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Can you see it? Did you notice? Check, but the puck comes right to Pedersen, who tries a bank pass for Besser. In with a shot, he scores! A moment's notice. It only... You're listening to Canucks Conversation. Quinn Hughes, the reporter here. Like, I don't, I won't cover the Canucks. Yeah. I cover Quinn Hughes and what he's doing to the Canucks. A member of the Nation Network of Podcasts and delivered by DoorDash. Just wave the guy and get Demko involved. I'm one of the men in Valentine's Day. Wow. We should do a radio show together. <laughs> right on. I want to fist bump you right now. What a Don't waste all the good stuff on the off air. Let's go. Hello Canucks fans and welcome back to another episode of the Canucks conversation delivered to you by the great folks at DoorDash. Ding dong. You can use promo code CONVODD, capital C, capital D's, all one word, CONVODD. That will get you 25% off and free delivery with your first order with the DoorDash app. Does not get much better than that, folks. I just got a glimpse glimpse of myself uh, in the camera. I didn't realize how far back this beanie went. You were making fun of my look today. David Quadrelli, uh, joined by the man who built the place, Chris Faber. Our technical producer is Alex Lard. Canucks conversation. I'm wearing a beanie today. Yeah, Alex, flip it over. Let's see what Quads looks like here. He has got a spotlight on his bangs today, which I, I know people I, have given him crap for I, in the chat. Well, Look at this. Thing. He is all bangs today. That's Whatever. all he's rocking. This is, this is a look you actually saw in the early 90s if the rest of your head is shaved it would just be bangs <laughs> well the rest of my head isn't shaved i got i got a full head of hair under here thank you very much that's good but still young oh i was i was putting on the toque this morning mm-hmm. and my girlfriend said hey you look bald because i had Ooh. the all the hair tucked i've heard in. that before so i was like okay i 
obviously can't do that, so I went with this. I think it looks great. Yep. I'm not willing to hear it. High above Rogers Arena, we're here to talk about the Vancouver Canucks. Quickly, wanted to get to the YouTube chat because right away, Habero jumped in the chat okay. and said the only positive thing about being a Canucks fan right now is being able to listen to you guys. Other than that, dot, 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 pain. Uh, Sam Wilson jumping in the chat saying, Checks fire it up. Lisa Martin, Aiden Fox, everybody's jumping in. Uh, Love our regulars it. there. Yeah. Our regulars Love are great. seeing the regular commentary. Can I, can I uh, mention a, a listener of the show as well, personally? Sure. Okay, so last week I have all this drama with Amazon, right? All these mm-hmm. delivery stuff. coming. I had an Amazon uh, driver reach out to me last week. <laughs> Um, and, and he told me, he explained the whole situation to me. So, they, and you know what? I, I feel bad saying that it was Amazon and calling them up by name. They're not the problem, okay? FedEx and Purelater are the people that are the problem. They're the ones who I'm not getting anything from. They're the ones who won't uh, come up to the door and, and they can't use the buzzer. They just stick something on my, my mailbox. Then I got to walk 600 meters down the road. Sorry, this is the most Amazon propaganda I've ever heard. No, are you I'm telling with me Amazon now. You complained about Amazon's late delivery times and a driver reached out to you and said it was FedEx's fault. And no, 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 it. no, no. They just, they, ex- I'll get to the Amazon thing in a second. I just say, I was, I, I was, uh, I jumped the gun a little bit. Amazon, they're good. They deliver stuff to the door, right to my door here in the apartment. It's all good. Uh, you know what I picked up the other day? You might've seen this commercial on, but uh, at the World Juniors, Alien Tape. Have you seen this? two-sided tape it's so sticky i used it it reminded me of back in my football days wearing the cutters gloves what did you need it for i don't know i just it was it was a decent deal on amazon i picked it up you know what i actually did i i'm using it i got to, i bought all these i bought all these uh febreze things around the house they smell up your house real nice um and, and i was like i'd like to put one what i want to do is like put one in the in the garbage uh so that the garbage doesn't smell too bad right because i think you get stinky garbage you don't want to stink garbage especially uh, you got to take it out every day so I got it, the alien tapes. Now I got one of those stuck into the top of the garbage there to, to clean. It's a Febreze small, small spaces, uh, big places thing here. And um, yeah, so now now I got the alien tape, but I got three rolls of it. So I, I, all I needed was like a half inch of alien tape. I got, I bought three rolls. Well, what did you need it for? You just said I needed a half inch for what? That's what I'm saying. To the two sided tape to stick it into the. You can see you open my garbage right now. Okay, we'll take you out there with the camera later. I'll show you what's going on. That's what we, we could actually do that. We start doing. Walk around my apartment. Walk around I, could, apartment. I could take camera three since it's on a phone right here. I could just walk around the apartment. But anyways, the Amazon, he reached out, listener of the show. He said he listens to the show while he's driving and has delivered some stuff to this address, delivered stuff to my door. I appreciate that, Amazon, coming up. And he said that, yeah, Amazon, my house is at the end of their route. So they that this is why I get stuff at like 9 o'clock at night. We're at the mm. very end of the, the Vancouver route. So a little bit of explanation there. And, yeah, I was, you know, I was, I shouldn't have been. Like that to the Amazon folks. It's, it's the FedEx and the Purelator people and the DHF or Look, whatever it is, DHM, DHL. They're out delivering rugby balls to the Rugby 7. Those those are the people I'm worried about. Jeffrey I Lee, down the street here. Jeffrey Lee jumping in the YouTube live chat saying, Canucks convo with the free ads now. Our number one rule is no, no free no, ads. I'm and si- you're, you're out here simping for Amazon. No, I'm taking one step forward and two steps back on the free ads. I'm saying, yes, Amazon is cool. But, hey, Purelator and, and FedEx – they're going to start delivering some cash if you want me to say some good things about you. Because I'll so, tell you what, everything they've done for me lately, I got to walk down the street. I got $400 worth of Old Navy stuff I got to pick up. 50% off sale. Anyone else that hit that up last week? No free ads. OldNavy.com. But, <laughs> I mean, there's a, there's a big box. And it would have so, been nice to just have it delivered. Not only- I could see a FedEx right there out the window there. I could see FedEx trucks. What are they doing? They're sticking things on the mailbox. They're not delivering anything to the door. They stick it on your mailbox. And that's it. Okay. So... Yeah, we're not even going to get into this. Uh, Kevin Punter jumped in the set, said Amazon got, conversation the... live on the Nation Network. What else do you want us to talk about? Yeah, I don't know. How about the Canucks? Unbelievable is like our that. first headline. Look that at Alex. A good Al- one. Alex is getting a pay raise. That was a, that was a good one for sure. The Boo Birds. They were out oh. in the home opener of the Vancouver Canucks season. Canucks still looking for their first one of the season. They're 32nd. That's right. Dead last, folks. In the National Hockey League, they don't have a win yet. The Carolina Hurricanes are in town. We're not going to preview the game too much because we don't want to date ourselves here in case the Canucks do come out and get a win. But the big news of the day, possible. Canucks lose Quinn Hughes. That's going to be relevant for a while because it's week to week. Brock Besser, who had a maintenance day on Sunday, uh, is now considered day-to-day. Both of those updates coming from Canucks head coach Bruce Boudreaux. Where do you want to start, Chris? Should we talk about the whole left in the lineup with Quinn Hughes out? Uh, let's start with Saturday night. Sure. We're going to okay. talk about this. Let's, let's start with Saturday night. I was in the building for it. And I'll tell you what, man. I, I wasn't at the game against the Penguins where everything happened. 
I, don't I was. Know. That, was a, that was a tough game to so be that, a part yeah, of. Yeah, that was tough. But I, man, there was like immediately you could feel from like the introductions of like, hmm, this is his weird vibe for a team coming back without a win up to this point. The introductions, I didn't feel went great even to that degree. And then you get to the game and, you know, the, the fans were pretty engaged. Like the fans cared. The fans were yep. there. They were there for the home opener. They were excited. They wanted to see this Canucks team pull out a win and get that first win of the season, even though everything that's happened up to this point was crap and this team didn't have a win going into their home opener, they showed up and they wanted a win. They didn't want to go in there to boo the Vancouver Canucks, but things just you know, fell completely apart in that third period. I thought the Canucks had a fine first 40 minutes. I know that Boudreaux and Patterson and some of these players in the post game talked about it being good. I think they were fine. Like, like It felt like the Buffalo Sabres, man, I can't get over Tage Thompson. This guy is this guy's unreal. Yeah, this guy's good. huge. He's got hands. He's quick. He, he is an excellent player, and I think that, you know, I know he's just signed the big contract and everyone just looked at it, but like getting a chance to see him live, I'm like, well, okay. Like that contract, I, I kind of like it now at this point, just from one game of seeing what he can do. But we get to the point where there's jerseys on the ice, um, multiple jerseys on the ice, and then a hat to follow. It was a hat trick of jerseys. We saw three of them hit the ice, actually. That's, you know, tough to watch. And, and I don't know. I, I don't really have like too much comment about the jersey thing. I think it's overused at this point. Like it, it meant a lot, I think, with. Um, when when Benning got fired and all that situation, I think it meant a lot that day, but it didn't really like send a huge message. The fact that it was three though, like I, I think that it was kind of interesting to hear the players' reaction. To I heard it was four. Of, I don't know if I saw four. <laughs> three jerseys and a hoodie, four. I think. Oh geez, three jerseys and a hoodie. It was it just the vibe in there, and then man, Sweet Caroline comes on, and oh, that, that was tough to that was tough to watch. You knew it was going to come though. You knew that. That was going to get booed. It, the part where it goes, bum, bum, bum. Instead, it was boo, boo, boo. And that was hard to watch. Like, it, the fans, you know, you always hear like, oh, the, the people in the arena are different than the people online. The people online and the people in the arena were in sync last night. They were oh, yeah. or on Saturday. Night. They were extremely frustrated with what this team did. It was embarrassing to see that at the home opener. It was, absolutely. And the chat's very active already here. People are talking about on the bright side. One win places them within two spots of a playoff spot. That's a really positive outlook on thing. And Nathan Andre is saying what I think a lot of, you just mentioned it, the fans in attendance and a lot of the, a lot of the fans online are becoming in sync with. And it's, I just want a real plan. New management, but same old BS. Like, you can't really argue with that, right? It, it is. It is the same old BS. And again, Elliot Friedman talked about it on 32 Thoughts this morning about, you know, kind of how people in this city are blaming ownership and there's a lot of blame to go around and ownership's definitely a part of that. Yeah. I think a lot of blame has gone around to a lot of other things. And that's what makes you question it. Like that makes you question. What is the problem? What is the big problem here? Right. We've seen a coaching change. We've seen that, you know, make a big shift into what we saw last season, but the same coaches here, you know, I don't think they can move the, they can move on from this coach at this point. Like that's, that's not the move right now, but no. I think, I found it interesting with like Jim Rutherford, who was on uh, After Hours on Saturday, and, and you know, give props to Jim Rutherford for actually showing up for that because after everything that happened in the arena, I think a lot of people in a position of his would have not gone and done that post game yeah. interview. And Scott Oak asked some pretty firm questions and asked some questions from the fans. And I, one of the things that Jim Rutherford said was, "We don't want to, we don't want to make a panic trade." But is a panic trade like how much worse can things get? Like you don't want to panic trade Patterson, obviously, or panic trade, you know, Quinn Hughes away. But what what the hell is a panic trade? I, Let, let's dissect this because I, I, yeah. I had a problem with this. Okay, sure. so a panic trade, right? And what he's referring to is everybody around the league knows you need to shake up. Everybody around the league knows you need to get something. Look, the offers for JT Miller at the trade deadline last year weren't great in the Canucks' eyes. What do you think they are now? Like. You're not getting Lundqvist, uh, Heedle, and a first. That was the Rangers package. You're not getting that at this point. So that's what he means by panic trade. I'm sorry. What's the what's the minimum right now that you would trade JT Miller for? Oh, you, you get out of the contract, and I understand he's going to play better. I understand all that. And we're going to get into his comments today uh, in a little bit here. But what's the minimum you're trading Miller for? Because if a team offers you like a first, maybe even just a second. Are you taking that? Because, look, 
the the tank talk has started in the chat. People are talking about should we just trade Demko and embrace the tank? Well, that's one way to do it because you've seen what this team looks like when Demko's not playing like his normal self. And if you get rid of them all together, Spencer Martin's not providing you with that level of goaltending that you're used to getting from Thatcher Demko. The Canucks are built as a team that relies on their goaltender, and you're starting to see the effects of that right now. It's not it's not going to work out for them if they just keep relying on Demko. And again, like. You know, I was chatting with someone before the show just about how, you know, this team's very capable of going on a heater of five games. Maybe if they had Quinn Hughes in the lineup, that's a little bit more true. But they said, like, if Demko comes out and steals some games and starts playing the way he did, like he did last year, from November basically onward, right, when they played the wheels off him, it's possible that this team fights back. Is that what you want, though? Is that what you want at this point? And again, I, I know there's going to be a lot of fans out there that say, yeah, that's what we want. We want wins, of course. But there's also going to be a lot of fans, like the ones in the chat right now, talking about a tank and saying, no, we want a good draft pick. And again, yeah. I wouldn't trade Demko. I'm not entertaining that at all. I think you have three untouchables on this team right now, and that's Elias Pettersson, Quinn Hughes, uh, I almost say Connor Bedard for some reason. About to be and, untouchable. And Thatcher Demko. Those are your three untouchables in my opinion. And look, I think what we've heard from management kind of reflects that. But I don't think you're in any position to be like, we need to be selling high on Horvat or Miller. I think you're in a position to say, we probably can't extend Horvat because we have Miller and OEL on the books. And with Miller, you're saying something's not right here. Something's not working out. And we're probably going to have to bite the bullet on this one. And again, I understand there's going to be people who say it's too soon to say that. I'm sorry. I'm at that point already. I And again, I know it sounds panicky. I know it sounds like I'm going for a shock or whatever. You you have to do something about this. You can't just say, well, Demko's going to come back and play like his normal self and that'll fix everything. You don't want the same problem every year. Build a team that's actually capable of playing in front of a goaltender who's not playing like a Vesna caliber goaltender every single night. It's unreasonable to ask Thatcher Demko to do that for you every night. I think you look at what's going to be in front of Demko tonight, and specifically on the defense core, and you think, wow, you know, Guillaume Brisebois is going to be a guy who's going to be relied upon to keep the puck out of the net against what might be, you know, it, you know the Carolina Hurricanes are a lot of people's pick to win the Stanley Cup this year. This could be one of the best teams in the league, I'd, I'd say it is. It's a top five team in the league right now that you're going to be going up against, and it is going to be a very tough look. Uh, we have the lines in front of us here. OEL and Myers as your top pairing. Jack Rathbone and Kyle Burrows as your top four. Rounding out your top four. We're in game seven right now, and Kyle Burrows and Jack Rathbone are rounding out your top four with Guillaume Brisebois and Luke Shen following that up. Like The confidence level is... In the Canucks' play is one thing, but I think, you know, you have to look at this roster and start to think that the, the confidence level might be even lower from what we're seeing be put on the ice tonight. This, The loss of Quinn Hughes week to week now is incredibly... It's it's going to just be such a letdown for this team to go out there. We know what this team looks like when Quinn Hughes isn't on the ice. The defense core, is Bryce, has said, Bryce said in the chat, ouch. Like, what else can you say about this defense core? Jack point, Rathbone right? is going to be relied on very heavily tonight. Well, and again, think, he, about, think about the way that Myers is used in when he's a top four player. You know, he's playing 22 minutes a night still. Yeah. You're now putting that pretty much on Jack Rathbone or Kyle Burrows. Was Kyle Burrows 24 minutes the other night? Oh, yeah. Kyle Burrows, they're going to play the wheels off Kyle so, Burrows, too. So that's the thing. Now you're asking for twenty mid-20 minutes from Kyle Burrows is... is is Oliver Ekman Larson now the 27 minute guy? Because that's not going to last very long. You're going to see another defenseman go on IR here pretty soon if it's if it's OEL playing 27 minutes a night. Absolutely, it's bad. The defense core is bad, uh, and it's not going to get better anytime soon. Chat, I want to get to it. Bill Juan jumped in and said the team's unfortunately too good to tank, but not good enough to even make the playoffs. Absolute worst place to be. It's not just Bill saying this in the chat. It's Yannick Hansen. Yannick Hansen brought this up last year about how. Really, the last 10 years of Canucks hockey have been defined by being just good enough that you're not actually bad enough to get any high picks. And let's not forget, the one year that the Canucks resembled something of a tanking team when they moved um, Yannick Hansen and Alex Burrows at the trade deadline, they got Elias Pettersson. Like, that was the year they drafted Elias Pettersson. I understand they dropped in the draft lottery, but they drafted fifth overall in a deep draft. And it turned their franchise around. Like, I understand that the franchise isn't where they'd like to be right now. Elias Pettersson's a great building block to have. And if you didn't actually tank that year or do whatever, is, that's the closest they've ever come to tanking in the last 10 years, you wouldn't have Elias Pettersson. Think about this team right now without Elias Pettersson. I know Quinn Hughes fell to them at seven, so it's a little bit different there. 
But that's why people are looking at this. And again, I understand the pursuit for Bedard is really sexy. People are looking at it and saying, wow, Bedard on this team, Vancouver kid, shout out Lynn Valley Barbershop. He loves it, right? But honestly, when you look at this draft class, the top four picks of this draft, from what I've been told, you, you probably know more than I do, top four picks of this draft are better than any first overall pick of the last handful handful of drafts, minus maybe Jack Hughes, right? Like, yeah. the top four of this draft is very deep. So again, I'm not saying you're going to get another Elias Pettersson if you uh, draft fourth or fifth this year, but I'm saying that having a high draft position and having a good chance at getting Bedard... It's a fine consolation prize uh, if this season is going to be, you know, a write-off. And I can't believe we're talking about this seven games in. Because there's still time. There's still time for them to turn this around. Exactly. Like someone pointed out earlier, uh, one win out of a playoff spot. So, again. But how many people have that thought in the chat? We have a lot of people in the chat here today. Is anybody here? Like, let it know in the chat. Do you really think that that the Canucks can come back from this? Or is this the point where you already need to get to that point (laughs) of thinking about seriously tanking? Like, not even, like... The the situation is presenting itself right to you. Quinn Hughes is going to miss weeks of play. He's gonna you're going to get to game twenty now without Quinn Hughes, yeah. right? Like this is that's enough to, to tank the Canucks in its own right. Like it's the situation is presenting itself so easily for this team to tank, and, and I think that might be the best thing to do for them right now. But it's it's hard to imagine. It was hard to imagine this team tanking when you we came into the season because I still look at this roster and I'm like, there's a lot of skill on this roster. There is like when JT Miller is playing at a at a what he was doing last year at a hundred point pace. That's a really good look for this team. When he's playing like that, he's clearly not playing like that. When Elias Pettersson is playing like he did last year to finish the year, he is playing like that. He's looking great. Elias Pettersson has, I think, been the like. You know, if you're going to pay for anything to to watch the Vancouver Canucks right now and go to the rink, Elias Pettersson is still that. What else are you paying for going to the rink right now to go for the Canucks? Right, like it's it's really hard to watch. Like, do you want? Can we get to the Miller quote then? In a sec, okay. chat is reacting to your question. Uh, you know, you asked if they could come back. People are saying one person corn 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 fed prepper said they come back. Knopf said, do we want to come back? And then Kevin Punter said, I think they can come back. Not against Carolina. They're without a doubt the fast team in the NHL, apart from Colorado. But G. Ellis jumping in the uh, chat with the score so prediction of Nucks will lose tonight 6-5. to five. And, yeah. Is this not like the game the Canucks win, though? Right? Like, yeah. an incredible team coming in here. One of the top three teams, I think, in the NHL. You think they're going to win tonight? You're missing Quinn Hughes. Like, no, but if... I don't think they will. But if they are going to win, like, this feels like it, right? Like... Really? It does. I, right? I, to me, it I does. think you know. If you watch the Canucks for long enough, this is a game that they win. I'm like trying to figure out what's in that energy drink can. Well, so am I. Just, this thing has got me buzzing up here. I got the, it's got you predicting a Carolina well, loss. This thing this, is straight from defense the, core. from Lisa's backyard down in the in the States here. You got to go down, get this across the border to bring it across. Okay. Let's get to this Miller quote. You got okay. it? Well, you can pull it up here, Alex. Yeah. J.C. Miller speaking to media today. Uh, he was asked oh, again. Oh, he was not happy today. No, he was not. Uh Asked again about the jersey toss. Uh, Bo Horvat talked about this, and Bo Horvat, you know, said, I understand their frustrations. He mentioned how he had seen his jersey on the ice just a year ago and how that's really tough to see. PD said, uh, you know, I understand the fans' frustration. Uh, Horvat again saying we didn't give him much to hear about. But JT Miller. JT Miller said, I don't give a yeah. <laughs> He said, I didn't have one after, asked for a reaction, by the way. Asked for a reaction on the jersey toss. He said, I didn't have one after the game, and I still don't have one. If they want to throw their bleep on the ice, that's up to them. Uh, I'm not worried about if people want to come to the game, pay all that money, and throw their jerseys on the ice. Go ahead. I've got a job to do. I'm worried about beating the Canes tonight and having a good start to the game and us really trying to come together as a team. I didn't realize he said go ahead when asked about throwing jerseys on the ice. uh, Be careful with that. I was writing the headline at Canucks Army, and I was like, is it too... I don't know what the right word is. Too hacky. I'll use the word hacky to say JT Miller encouraged his fans to throw their jersey yeah, on the ice. Go ahead. Yeah, go ahead. But it's like, you Honestly, know what? that's not what he meant, but yeah. I think the booze say enough. Like, I don't want to see a jersey on the ice again tonight. Okay, like Miller I, he, does. You know, he says go. Yeah, but seven. Listen, the score is 7-1. We're into the third period. I don't want to see another jersey on the ice, but it, the, the arena is going to be vocal enough in its own right. Yeah. Right? Like, you know. <laughs> 
It, it is going to be loud enough in its own. But what are you laughing about? Well, Jackson Owl jumped in the chat and said people were joking about BXA having to play, and now it's actually realistic. Yeah, yeah well, the Sedins were out early with the uh, facility bod goals yep. and working some face-off stuff. Sedins so look like they out. could uh, suit up, folks. Well, that's what we're looking at today. Practice only had three guys there at practice, and I was like, there was only three lines at practice, yeah. three forward lines. Yeah, Madeline I was like, Preston. What's the, the fourth line was uh, the Sedins and King were, were playing a fourth line role together. Madeline Preston getting in on the interaction here, saying, I don't like Miller's answer. He's acting like fans want to see them lose. He should be even more frustrated than us, particularly with the way He's playing. Kind of labored through that particularly there. But yeah. uh, particularly with the way he's playing. And, and I think that's fair game. People like, are online here. They're talking about this pumpkin patch thing. I don't think this pumpkin patch thing happened either. Whatever. I don't think it's happening. Some, there's if, enough if it stuff did, on Reddit. that sucks. That's awful. Sure. If, if it did, it sucks. But I'm not trusting individual underscore P69420451 on Reddit. That's not. I don't believe it for one second, by the way. I just want to get that out. Because see, a lot of people are talking about that. You know, And, and yeah, if it's true, that's horrible. I don't think it happened. I'm just saying, I don't trust every Reddit guy. That Good thing there. you brought it up. Totally unprompted. Yeah, I'm just saying. I'm just saying. I just, I don't trust it. I don't trust it one bit. Okay. Bad uh, news on top of bad news. Let's cover the rest of the injuries here. Uh, Quinn Hughes, he's going to be out week to week. We talked about that. Brock Besser, he will also not play tonight and Monday uh, against the Hurricanes. He is going to be day-to-day. Like I said, won't play tonight. Travis Dermott, week to week. Tucker Pullman goes to the IR. Riley Stillman is day-to-day. Uh, you know, everyone's injured. So, like... Remember how the Canucks last season, everything everything went their way after Bruce Boudreaux was hired? Now, now nothing's going their way. And this is just kind of like you need to know that the, the pendulum swings in this direction sometimes. It's not always going to be great and positive and the best thing happens. Things are going to happen that are bad for this team, and we're seeing it right now with the injuries. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash acast, and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash acast. And heck, Guillaume Breedbois is getting in the lineup tonight, man. This is wild. Uh, we can bring up the lines a little bit here, too. Um, I do I do have the lines. I didn't want to tweet out lines from today's practice. Like I said, three forward lines. There, you know, Pedersen wasn't on the ice. Because uh, Menko wasn't on the ice. McKayev weren't on the ice. So the lines today that we saw, I don't think or anything. But I do want to bring back the lines from uh, from Sunday now. So you can pull this one up. Um, Ilya Mikheyev, Bo Horvat, JT Miller. So we see Miller on the wing here. I, I think this is, this is an opportunity. Like... Would it shock you to see Miller look better on the wing tonight? Not me, not at all. No, like, not it at wouldn't all. shock me at all to have to Miller actually have a good game tonight because he's playing on the wing and not make as many of those bad passes that Luke Shen needs to talk to you about as you go to the intermission. Like uh, I think that him playing the wing is going to be better for him. It wouldn't shock me to see the best game of the year from JT Miller this season. Yeah, which isn't like setting a very high bar. No, it's, it's not. literally one of those bars that you just need to step over. Um, yeah, but I like, mean, like that tonight wouldn't shock me to see Miller have a good game. I mean, yeah, finally, like, I talked about it every show last week, moving him to the wing. And honestly, like, I didn't even get pushback um, from the chat or anybody on that. I didn't have, and and why would I? There was no no wins, right? So, again, like, I threw it out last week. Move him to the wing and see what happens. And, like, playing with Bo Horvat, sure, it's fine, I guess. Like, that's... That's what I've been clamoring for is putting him on the wing. I have yeah. no reaction to it other than I think this is going to work out better than him at center. He's been getting 
absolutely caved in. And the chat's jumping in and saying, how many boos are there going to be tonight? Also, some people jumping in on Pumpkin Patch Gate uh, saying that they had uh, friends who got photos with them. So this is something we could actually ask them, but obviously off the record and kind of figure that yeah, out. I don't want to ask today. Yeah, it was it, not it, the day to ask it, after it that. It was yeah, not. He, it was not the day. He would have said another few four-letter words yeah. if you asked about <laughs> that. I mean, the, the question here as well is something in the chat. Do, you know, how long is it till fans start booing goals, right? Oh yeah! Like fans are listen this this Connor Bedard kid. He's a local kid. He's going to be the first overall pick. He's talked about as the first franchise player we've seen in a draft since what? Since McDavid? Yep. Right. Like since McDavid, this is probably the best player to come through the draft. You watch what this kid does. You watch what Fantilli's doing in the NCAA, leading in scoring as a kid who who's draft eligible. That's ridiculous in its own right. There's there should be you know Mitchkov. I know he's going to be he's stuck in Ska for like another five years. But he's going to be a player that's going to be another one who can maybe change your franchise. You have three players there in this draft that can change your franchise. So the, I think that the more and more we see here, I think the team, you know, the fan base is probably going to start to get really invested in what these top prospects could do to the organization. And I mean, Bedard's going to come in in year one and make a massive impact. Fantilli's going to come in in year one and make a big impact. These prospects, this you mentioned it. Like this draft is is different, man. This draft is built different. This is the one you should be looking forward to. So, what's the hashtag? Like it was hashtag lose for Hughes before. Uh, what is it for Bedard? I've seen a couple of swear. I can't say the swear word. Ones yeah, don't say the swear word ones. Uh, somebody in the chat can let us know. Play but, silly for what's the guy's name? Fantilli. Yeah, I guess so. Play silly for Fantilli. Be, da- be bad for Bedard or something like that. Yeah, that rhymes. Yeah, we're just looking for... Uh, Bill Juan jumped in the chat and said, that Miller quote sounds like something out of letter, Kenny. Uh, and Lisa Martin with a really good point, kind of one we want to echo. Again, we don't know about Pumpkin Patch Gate, if it's true yet. Uh, but again, just general rule of thumb, don't drag family members yeah. into the team's woes. Like, again, I know Miller had the quote that we're picking apart. They're He's talking about the game, too. though. He's They're frustrated, the too. They don't, they don't feel good about what's happening. I, Even I, if Miller is trying to stay somewhat positive when you know he's what? speaking. The Canucks fan base is smart. The Canucks fan base is engaged. I, I'm very curious to see what the reaction from the fans are towards JT yeah. Miller tonight. Wouldn't sh- We saw boos at the end of last game when he was touching the puck. Yeah, I, Miller, Miller was taking boos from the fans on Saturday night. Doesn't surprise me. Uh, Nop jumping in the t- chat saying discard for Bedard. Uh, rails off for Mitchkov. <laughs> That's good. That's good. Yeah, those are those are some pretty good ones. Okay, uh, let's get into our next thing. You wrote covering this team is hard. Well, no, sure. I didn't. Get, no, one more thing. Bad news on about on top of bad news. One sure. more thing I want to talk about. Elias Patterson. You can pull up the pull this one up, Alex. Put this one to go to Elias Patterson. Um, he's been a bright spot, right? At least we have something to look forward to every game. It just seems like the line that Elias Patterson's playing on has been something that we can at least hope for to see something good out of. And it looks like he's going to be with the puck buddies tonight again. Um, he's going to be with Vasily Pod Colson, Niels Huglander, puck buddy shirt. You can check it out right now on the nation. Now one of our, I think I designed the shirt, so it's good. Nation um, gear, <clears throat> nation gear, nation shop, something like that. No nation gear. I just said it. It's not Nationgear.com. Nation is that what it is? Yeah, nation gear puck buddy shirts available. Pedersen, uh, and, and Bruce Boudreaux brought this up. He said uh, that Pedersen came out to him before the Buffalo game and said, Bruce, I'm, I'm going to be better in the face-off dot. NationGear.ca. <laughs> Sorry, continue. He said, I'm going to be better in the face-off dot. And what does he do? He goes 9-3 and three in the face-off dot against Buffalo. You know, minus three on the day. So not the, not the best game for Pedersen either. But um, also hasn't scored in the last uh, two games here. No points in the last two games. So I think Pedersen tonight, see what he can do. He's going to be playing with Pod Coles and Huglander, I think, uh, unless we see a little bit of a changes. Uh, to the lineup, so uh, that a little little piece of positivity there. Sure. All right. You okay. okay. With that, you're okay with a little possible like pos- uh, positivity there. Yeah that that word. This, that you just this said. energy drinks hate me, man. This thing is positivity. My, normally, my eyes aren't even very open on the thing, but now they're they're wide open. I'm staring right into the camera. All right, all right. <laughs> that's uh, that's enough here. Okay. You've written this headline here. Covering this team is hard. Can you please explain yourself? Oh, yeah, you, you check the outline here. You know, I got well, a whole bunch. Sure, of stuff covering here to bring the up team's here. hard, but. People have harder jobs than us, right? Okay, but yeah, we don't need to bring other people's well, jobs. I'm, I'm just saying, yeah, I, I just I don't know which direction you're going to go with this, but I don't want this well, to here's turn what into I'm a saying. party here's for what, us. No, that's if you read the damn outline, <laughs> one of these days here. I'm, what I'm saying is this team is stuck between a rebuild and trying to compete for the last eight years. You think fans don't know that or feel the same frustration as I'm, us? Well, that's what I'm saying. It's just like it... We hear so much, and we heard Rutherford talking about this in After Hours. Like, are they, you know, this team might be in a rebuild. 
the what did you say? The fan base may not understand. It was something along you the lines of how long people don't be. understand how long rebuilds are. Look, man, it's been ten years. Like everybody understands how a re- a rebuild could have been over and finished years ago. Instead, yeah. like we've talked about, they're in this state of mediocrity that looks like it's never going to end. That's, also, and that sucks. I'm not even going to get into it. It's just you look at that OEL trace. The OEL Garland trade, the most unnecessary thing ever. Like, that was to go all in to make the playoffs, and they still couldn't do it. Like They finished just, worse than the they, Pacific. Oh, just awful. Just awful. You got awful. the record here, Alex? You can pull this up here. It's just, it's hard to, it's hard to look at the Canucks record over the past, you know, what is it, 10 years now, pretty much, and see that this team wasn't in a rebuild, right? Like, look at how this team has finished. Last year, they finished fifth of eight in the division. The year before that, they finished last in the Canadian division. They make the playoffs in 1920, and that was a, that was a lot of fun. But then the years before that, like fifth out of eight in the division, seventh out of eight, seventh out of seventh. How does that, that looks like a rebuild, right? Like this, this should be a team that's added picks and, you know, traded away players at the deadline, but uh, I don't know. I, and seventh I don't even of really seven. want to go back through this, man. It's just like, with, a, sorry, but look, back to my other point with tank commander, Willie at the helm, seventh of seventh in the Pacific, you get, Elias Pettersson. Elias Pettersson. That's their worst finish other than the Canadian division year. But just, they traded their first round pick that year. So looking at this, didn't have a chance. And this record thing in front of them, it's just like, it's a cycle after cycle of mediocrity, right? And, and just having that be what your organization is known about. And it, it, that just isn't known. It's not just Canucks fans. I know that this is a league wide thing, knowing that the Canucks want to just be good enough to get into the playoffs. Yeah. Like what they're reaching for every year is to just sneak into the playoffs and see what happens. It, it's so tough to watch this team do these things. And this is what I mean where it's, it's covering this team is hard because fans were ready for a rebuild. Fans wanted a rebuild. It just, it's, it's unfortunate because I think seeing what the other path would have led to, that the Canucks could have gone down in the previous years, it felt like it would be such a better time right now. Would we be even talking about like what Dylan Gunther looks like if he's maybe making the lineup this year for the Canucks yep. or what some other prospects are doing or you know having this defenseman who might be Quinn Hughes' partner down the road. You could do all these things if your team did the rebuild the right way, right? Like think about some of the second-round picks they could have added with extra players, and it's like, man, that's what I'm just saying with the cover of this team. Is sure. Hard, man. And I look at – we talk about the rebuild after the last year. And listen, I, I cover Canucks prospects probably more than anybody. Okay, I've, you know, probably, probably there's, I don't think anyone's near covering the prospects like I do. I I watch a lot of these prospects. I watch a lot of the other prospects. I don't think the Canucks, the Canucks probably have a bottom five prospect pool in the league. We're at this point with this team's record. And I I hate, maybe it sounds too, maybe it's too harsh. No, I don't think it is. I think the Canucks have a bottom five prospect pool. I don't think you're wrong. There's not a defenseman on that list that's coming up to play games, I don't think. Yeah, Breezeball just got recalled for the 90th year in a row. Okay, yeah. Breezeball has been here before I was born. It, Myrenberg, like Jonathan Myrenberg is your best bet. Would you grab you draft that guy in what, the sixth round? Yeah. Man, it's yeah, it's tough. It that's what I say. It's it's hard to see the the light at the end of the tunnel here because I just think the tunnel is just there's nothing in there. Uh, chat is very active here. Also, another record high on uh, viewers and chat members, so we appreciate it. Virtual Reality Channel jumped in. Maybe these people said, are right where they're like, uh, the media, they love it when the negativity happens. Like, yeah, this is the most people we've hey, ever you had. you guys are chat. coming out strong. But so. I just, no, but I hate that. I'd rather yeah, like, exactly. I'd rather be here talking about the Canucks 100%. like 5-1 and one and having like 80 people <laughs> in the chat live right now, but instead the Canucks, uh, they just, everything sucks. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. We'd rather cover a winner with 8 people watching than a loser with way more people watching. Yeah. And again, people are going to start checking out at some point. Again, yeah, that's we appreciate all thing. of you in the chat, but people are going to check out at a certain point. Uh, chat is very active. Like I said, Virtual Reality Channel jumped in. Uh, said people would enjoy watching young players develop despite losing during a rebuild. There's lots to talk about. I know you'd love it. Oh, I'd love it. That's I'd say, great me, for the Faber brand. As we were just talking about give media me agendas, picks. the Faber brand. Oh, uh, yeah, well, that's the brand I'm here. on. You give me some <laughs> more prospects here. I'm saying Jonathan LeCarrie Mackey. He's playing on the weekend there. Uh, Jarhead jumping in saying Horvat's going to be gone. Why would he want to re-sign with this mess? Absolutely. Like, I've been thinking that in the sense, not so much of, well, he won't want to stick around because all indications are that Bo wants to get something done. He's not taking a hometown discount. 
Any idea of a hometown discount is gone if it wasn't there or if it wasn't gone already. There's no way Bo Horvat's taking a hometown discount uh, to sign here. And even though, um, you know, even though people were convinced that Miller was the one that took a hometown discount to sign in Vancouver. Is it? Imagine Miller doesn't have a contract and comes into this season and plays like this. Oh, my God, man. I'll tell you what. That's the other thing we're saying. Like, hey, obviously, there's going to be a lot of talk about, uh, and we got a a thing up in the chat right now, a poll question. Do the Canucks sell it all and rebuild? 85%, 78% now say yes. With JT Miller, it's like we heard from Patrick Alvin that the no trade doesn't kick in until next season. But what team's looking at JT Miller and saying, seven years, eight million? From what he's played like so far, I think a team. I think teams will look at him and, and like I don't think it's as bad as some people think. Where it's like no team wants JT Miller at that contract. But it I, is it is harder now. Like I I would have said at the remember at the start of the season when this was brought up a little bit, like after Alvin confirmed that the the no trade doesn't kick in until next year, and I think you know I said on this show there's no chance that happens, right? Like there's no chance that happens. They've invested in Miller. This this team has invested in him. Now it's like, yeah, the, the, I think things have changed so much that it's like, ugh, how many teams would be interested in JT Miller at yep. this point at that next contract? I think that the start of the season, the comments that we're seeing in the media, things like that, it's like he's, he's not doing any favors to to, to to raise his own value, and maybe that's fine. Maybe he's content with sticking here in Vancouver and making $8 million for the next seven years. I think what's really It's a pretty good spot to be in. I think what's really interesting is if you had Miller on this contract, let's say last season at the trade deadline, mm-hmm. there's a lot more teams looking to trade for him. Because remember, we were, point player. we were told that one of the hangups in trading Miller was that people wanted to talk extension with Miller. And, you know, that gives a lot of control to the player. But people weren't sure what they were going to have to pay on the next contract. If you... And again, we've talked about how, oh, Miller would have got more on the open market. He left money on the table. If Miller didn't have this start, Cox's probably winning some more games, admittedly, sure. But you're able to move Miller on this contract. And I think there's almost a point where you have to hope that he starts to put up points again and convince the league that this was a just a rough start and he's fine. Everything's fine in Vancouver. Maybe they start winning games. I don't think Miller turning his season around should shift the conversation of, oh, okay, that was that was a bad thing that happened, but everything's fine now. I think the conversation has to stay at, hey, that was really alarming in year minus one of this extension. The extension hasn't even kicked in yet. If we can get anything of substance for him, we do it. Because someone who's even in the chat earlier said... Would you trade Miller for a seventh round pick just to get out of the contract? Oh, I don't know. No, that. it's not at that stage yet, folks. Although... Holy smokes, I can't believe yeah, that was Finn said. Finn has it here in the chat. Canucks fans need to chill. It's six games, and they should have won half sure. of them. But how many years have we seen the Canucks should have won this yeah, game? Yeah, exactly. And what do you think other teams are saying when they see Bo Horvat say, like, you know, oh, you know, I thought we outplayed them that game. Do you think the other team's like, yeah, you know what? The Canucks did outplay us that game, but we did win 5-3. Like, I don't think teams are looking at that and saying the same things that the Canucks are thinking. Like, I think teams are thinking they're coming in and beating the Canucks yep. and playing better than them throughout the game. I, I don't agree with when the when a lot of these Canucks players are saying in the locker room post game saying you know we were the better team tonight. I don't think the other team's ever thinking that when you come out with a yeah. win. They, they, they might have been a better team for a certain amount of minutes, but they're just absolutely blowing leads and making these huge mistakes. Where I don't think it's just about looking at the you know the control of the shot share throughout the game because you can't measure in the shot share of like hey. Uh, you can't measure these giveaways and these huge glaring mistakes that the Canucks make. That doesn't show up in a Corsi percentage or, you know, a shots on net debate between the two teams who puts up more shots on net. These massive giveaways that result in goals. I don't even think it results in like high danger chances or some of these more advanced stats and scoring chances and everything because the Canucks mistakes that they're making are so huge. JT Miller flubbing a puck behind him to absolutely no one is so huge that there's not like a stat that measures ridiculous mistakes for a team and how they lose games because that needs to be thought about when you're talking about who's the better team tonight. It's not about 45 minutes of having more shots than the other team. It's about including the 45 minutes of shots, but also these huge mistakes, these huge defensive gaffes where you just completely give the other team an opportunity to score a goal on your goaltender, leaving Thatcher Demko out to dry, 
that part needs to be thought about when you're talking about, oh, we were maybe we were the better team tonight. We thought we were the better team. No, not when you include these mistakes that this team has yep. been making in these first six games. Yep. You were not the better team most nights in these games that you've lost every single one of. Yeah, and again, I just want to kind of add here, um, Thatcher Demko is not free of blame here. And I hate to no. say that as the goalie guy on this show, but Thatcher Demko hasn't but played But I like talked himself. to OEL last night and, and or yesterday at, after practice, and, and OEL said, like, I asked him, like, hey, is it time for you guys to go out there and win a game for your goalie. That's right. How many games did he win for you last year? I asked him that. I said, you know, he won a lot of games for you last year. Thatcher Demko carried you guys through a lot of games last year. He said, you're absolutely right. And it's time for the defense to step up. And specifically, he mentioned him and, and Myers as a pairing. They're the veterans. They were lo- relied upon to look good defensively last year. They are the ones that need to step up. So, it, you know, tonight's your night. Quinn Hughes isn't going to be here for weeks. You're now relying on top pairing of OEL and Tyler Myers. They're going to be playing 18 minutes of 5-on-5 together tonight. Yeah, absolutely. 18 minutes of 5-on-5 five five you're going to get of that pairing tonight. And this is, yeah, good luck. Good luck to them. They they know they need to be better, so lots to ask. Okay, we'll close out the covering this team uh, chat with a comment from Jarhead of, uh, I support a rebuild, but maybe it's best to move overseas for a few years and forget about the Canucks during oh. that time. Take us with you, uh, Jarhead. Well, I don't know. We got our listeners in Australia. They, they are overseas, right. and they're, still, <laughs> they're right. still dealing with the ear in their own right. So you, you can't get away. Yeah, you absolutely. can't get away. Okay, All right. let's get to the prospects report. I'll uh, take off the headphones, and then we've got our Betway pick of the day. Okay, sounds good. Let's, uh, yeah, you know, maybe here's the answer here. I, you know, there's a lot of things that have proven me wrong. Uh, Neil Zaman coming in and being an NHL player off the top is one thing. Maybe, maybe people were right saying that Danila Klimovic is the answer. Here's his goal from last night. Uh, Danila Klimovic coming in. He'd like to see the goal from the 19 year old in the AHL. Gets his wrist shot off here. Two on one, enough space for him to get his shot off, and he absolutely rips it into the top corner off the goalie's glove and in. Uh, they, the Abbotsford Canucks ended up losing big in this one, but uh, this was a big goal. This gave the Canucks a 3-2 lead early in the first period. It was a two-on-one. Klimovic got just enough space to get his wrist shot off, and he ripped it in the top corner. I think he's been a little bit better this season. I don't think he's at the level just yet of, like, really starting to impress me about his defensive play, but there are certain things where I'm seeing the effort level has risen with with Klimovich. He's getting a little bit better uh, at doing the, the things that you want to see, back checking, being able to get a stick on someone, skating hard when he's coming back in the defensive zone. And then you just see the shot. You know the shot's good. I, I saw Jeremy Colleton talking about it today on Donnie and Dolly. Like the, the raw skills with Klimovich are so there, but he needs such fine tuning to get to the pro, the professional level and be successful, specifically at the NHL. Uh, I, I really like what this kid brings. I think that there's a lot of offensive potential there i think his shot is already at an nhl level it's just going to be about consistency which i have seen more of this year like last year there was a lot of really bad flubbed shots shots that he didn't get on net shots that he just missed completely wide uh, or just fanned on them like entirely but this year his shot is more consistently at least going towards the net which is huge um so so i like to see that uh from klimovich i think he's off to a better start in the hl season and listen he's 19 years old there's still a lot to to see what happens with him moving forward. So off to a good start so far in the AHL. Um, your boy, Akukos Genbo, he was perfect through 40 minutes uh, in his debut with Harvard. But they were playing Guelph. They ended up winning like 9 nothing. I think he had like, I don't know, 40 minutes, maybe six shots against him here. Uh, but Akukos Genbo, he's perfect through 40 minutes. He's the best. He's the best goaltender uh, in the system here aside from Demko. Um, let's get to um, some Saturday SHL stuff. I had the big day for Canucks prospects uh on Saturday in the SHL, Leas Pedersen, DPD, played a season high in the SHL. He had 12.35 of ice time. Good to see the defenseman getting that much ice time after he put up a point earlier in the week. We talked about that last week on the show. Uh, Lucas Forcell, he also played a season high on that Saturday, playing 12.21 in the SHL. Good to see from him getting that more opportunity. A little bit of power play time. You'll love to see that for Lucas Forcell. And finally, best prospect we ever talked about on the show, Philip Johansson. He also had a season high uh, in the SHL with 22 minutes and 36 seconds in the SHL. So a decent little prospect wrap-up uh, on the weekend there. Not a lot of uh, big scoring from the the Canucks' top scorers like uh, LeCare Mackey and Aiden McDonough. It wasn't really a big weekend for them. Uh, but some of these guys having you know big minutes in the SHL, I thought it was it was a productive weekend for, for a bottom-five prospect pool. Great. You did great. Thanks. I, I always Thanks. appreciate your prospect report. Well, I'll tell you what, this this thing is whooping my ass here. This G Fuel here. Oh, my goodness. Okay. Uh, our Betway picks of the day. You know what? I'll take this one from you, Chris. We don't even have to uh, 
get into what you pick. Oh, I'm because... good at this thing's keep me buzzing. Keep me going, Alex. Bring it up. Pull it up, Alex. Oh, you've got bets. Okay, because I was going to say, we've got uh, Nikhil Velji uh, has joined us at Canucks Army, and he's going to be doing the uh, Betway Bet of the Day. Well, I got a Bet of the Day, too. Pull it up, Alex. Hey, I got this, this energy drink. I'm at the bottom of here. This thing is this. This put me through the roof here. Um, 6.5 total goals. Here, here I gave two options for folks here. Here's a, here's what my two options for the night. Do I think the the Carolina Hurricanes are going to have a really good game since Fetchikov? Probably. So I'd probably lean towards that one. But I think you're going to see over over 6.5 goals tonight. Uh, Svechnikov to get two points and over 6.5 goals. Maybe you even want to parlay in like a win for, for the Hurricanes. Or maybe you want to parlay a win for the Canucks. You probably get a decent little mix there at that point. So that's what I'm going with. Betway uh, must be 19 plus. Bet responsibly. Betway, betway. Betway, betway. Betway, betway, betway. betway. All right. We'll wrap it up there, folks. I need to, go, I need to walk tonight. around. I am. We got four more shows this week. I hope you have more of those energy drinks oh, uh, ready to go. I don't think I can do you. this one again. This one is uh, my fiance. She's a nurse. She told me she wanted to be here when I drank she this thing. She jumped in the chat and said, what did I tell you about that G Fuel? She actually? She actually, actually oh, God, did. Oh, yeah, she is in here. <laughs> All right. With that, uh, we'll wrap it up there. For uh, my I'm feeling good. I can't feel my heart beating through my chest, so that's good. I'm breathing still. So I can't feel my heart. You, you can't leave for the next uh, hour, though, Quads. <laughs> you got to stick around and uh, check on me. Here. Okay. For my uh, co-host, Chris oh, I didn't. No, I didn't get this in either. I wanted to show that. I got a quick fix for the Canucks on the back end here. This guy. Bring him back here. And Faber is flashing a Nikita Triamkin card at Look the at that. Look at uh, that camera for the podcast Marquee listeners. rookie. It's the Rainbow Platinum OPG. Shout out Zephyr Epic. Okay. The Nikita Triamkin card. This guy, I tell you. What's he up to? absolutely nothing for this team right What's now. What's he up to? You got G- Guillaume Brisebois playing in the lineup. Okay. Enough. There he is. Okay. Uh, for Six my co-host, seven. Chris Faber, who I am now muting, my name is Dave Guadrelli. Thank you so much. Uh, and our technical producer. Alex Lard, thank you so much. We'll see you to another episode of the Canucks Conversation. Bring back Triampkin. Thanks for listening to Canucks Conversation. Delivered by DoorDash. Hit the subscribe button to never miss an episode. How about keep it to a thank you, Jim? Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.